0: Ever thought there should be a book club for movies? We're your new favorite pod. Never doom scroll a streaming service again and end up not finding a single thing to watch.
1: Every month we'll pick a genre or topic and choose movies that are streaming across platforms to watch and talk about. Also, all movies can be drinking games, right? Join the conversation in the next meeting of the Monthly Movie Club podcast. Welcome to the latest meeting of the Monthly Movie Club podcast. I'm your host, Mario, here with my lovely co-host and wife, Jen.
0: Hi. If you're new to the club, welcome. As a refresher, we're a movie club that's looking to save you from endless doom scrolling on Netflix and other streaming services by proposing a topic each month and reviewing select movies.
1: This month's topic is disaster movies.
0: Disaster.
1: Dun-dun-dun. One of the things that Jen and I came upon when we were thinking about the podcast and how to structure this whole thing was do we get really specific on the type of disaster movies that we wanted to do or do we leave it to the
0: the streaming service?
1: The streaming service. Yeah, just searching disaster movies on, you know, Netflix, Hulu, whatever and then picking something from that list. And I think we ended up on that because, honestly, if you're searching for a movie with this month's topic, you're probably going to come up with the same results that we did. So, with that, this week's movie was Don't Look Up on Netflix, directed by Adam McKay. It's going to have a lot of satire and, and kind of dark comedy at points. He's Will Ferrell's writing partner.
0: Oh, interesting. You know, you know a lot more about... Directors than I do. Like a lot of the movies we watch, you'll know the director. I I don't know why. I'm not good with names and I'm not good with directors, but you can remember like this person made this movie. This person made this movie.
1: I do have a pension for useless trivia. So, <laughs> and I don't, I wouldn't necessarily say I know a ton of directors. I know the directors I like. Oh, that's true. Adam McKay is, like I said, Will Ferrell's, Writing partner, they started Funny or Die together. They have a production company. They've done a bunch of Will Ferrell's movies like Talladega Nights, and mm-hmm. do they do Step Brothers? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I'll have to IMDb it later. <laughs> and one of, but he does. You know, he's a he's a writer and everything like that. And he's been able to do big dramas. One of the ones that I was like, oh crap, yeah, no, he he did that, and it was a really great movie. Was The Big Short?
0: Oh yeah, that's a great movie.
1: Uh, super. Heavy subject matter. Right. But was able to throw in a really good amount of comedic timing. And, and like, you know, all you can do in a situation like that is l- like laugh. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so, so bad.
0: Right. That was a good movie.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. So this is a movie by Adam McKay. Uh, it's on Netflix. And it's one of these movies that came out was filmed during the pandemic came out during the pandemic and it was the one kind of thing to to watch on netflix during that time that that was like new right it there was a there was a period where nothing new was coming
0: out Mm -hmm. because because everything was on hold yeah so this one has a long list of really good actors it almost feels like they had nothing else to do and they just wanted to have fun and get together and so they did it they made this movie yeah
1: it's well the, whenever you see a movie with such a long list of characters like or big name actors like this right it's always some holiday rom-com movie <laughs> like <laughs> like love actually or or what was the other one there was a valentine's day one it's probably called yeah. valentine's day yeah
0: yeah which i don't think we've actually seen
1: no not that one actually <laughs>
0: Well, this one includes Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Meryl Streep, and Kate Blanchett. And also Jonah Hill and several other big-named actors and singers so, or artists. But what I like about this cast is that you've got half—and we'll go into this with the actual like, synopsis—but you've got half the, the actors acting very seriously— and then the other half are just, oh my goodness, like you just can't believe anyone could be like this.
1: Yeah. Well that's yeah, that's totally part of the movie. Of, what, <laughs> of like the the absurdity of the the types of people that would take news like this or or take news like this and take it seriously, or take news like this and make it like something towards their agenda, right?
0: Right. Or just people who are just in complete denial. Yeah. Of some disaster like this. Yeah. So the synopsis here is that in this dark comedy, two astronomers discover a meteor hurling towards Earth that will wipe out all of humankind. They go on a media tour to
1: warn humankind, basically, to
0: warn humankind of this collision and hope that the government will do something about it or somebody would do something about it.
1: Yeah, there's there's essentially it comes down to we're effed. There's nothing we can do. But if we're going to try try something, try something. Right. (laughs) Try something and then we're effed, not just put bury your head in the ground.
0: So what do you think?
1: This it's it's a fun, dark comedy. It totally reflects the mood that especially during the pandemic, what was going on. And having the two main characters, you know, it, it's a very much a, a a trope kind of like the, um, what was the movie? Invasion of the Body Snatchers, where the main character is running around trying to warn everybody that, you know, there's this invasion coming. We're all being replaced by pod people and nobody's listening to him. The
0: sky is falling. The sky is or falling. Or a Chicken Little
1: type thing, right? <laughs> like you've got one person or one group of people right. trying to warn everybody and everybody's just like, nah, get out of here. So, yeah, very much so in that vein, which is, 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 when you read into it, it I think it became, Adam McKay talked about that it was a, he wrote it as a satire on the kind of climate change topic.
0: Oh, know? yes.
1: Like, there was these people, like, there's lots of people talking about climate change, and people also denying it. Or mm-hmm. saying, like ignoring it or using right. it to to their advantage, whether it's positive or negative, right? So that's really where a lot of the kind of satire is coming. But it's just using a end of the world type scenario.
0: You know, I one of the first things we see when the movie starts is, I wrote this down. I don't know why, but it bothered me. Jennifer Lawrence's character, Kate Debioski she's putting jelly on toast. But she's wearing gloves, like fingerless gloves, while putting jelly on toast. I'm like, who would wear fingerless gloves to put jelly on toast? Well, she's got to be like the rebel <laughs> in this movie.
1: That's that's the sign of like that's the rebel. That's the
0: sign that she's a rebel. Because who, who uses, like who puts jelly on toast while wearing gloves? Like, like it's so I, messy.
1: I will caveat that she's... <laughs> In a giant observatory, like a big... With
0: it open, I guess. A
1: a big empty metal structure. And she's in Michigan? Yes, and they're in Michigan. They're from the University of Michigan. still. (laughs) You would have taken off your gloves? I would have
0: taken off my gloves to put jelly, (laughs) sticky jelly on my toast.
1: (laughs) I will say, as both of us loving space and, and all of that, the opening scene with her setting up the telescope... Was really cool just to see that giant thing yeah, activated, cool. moving around. Although there was a shot from the exterior where there's like a laser pointing out of it. I'm like, <laughs> I, I've i never seen one. So I really don't know if that's a real thing. Did you but, know
0: this is high tech? <laughs> they shoot a laser <laughs> straight at the stars. This is 2021. Come on.
1: But yeah, it was really cool just to see, you know, the the big machine working at that time. Yeah,
0: that is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that was my note. Giant telescopes are so cool. <laughs> and then, and then, yeah, she discovers this, you know, she's, she's in her zone. She's listening to some Wu-Tang. She's like, like just doing her thing as a PhD student. And then notices the comet and then says, huh. And then, you know, does her little like backtracking. Cause you know, she's probably been studying this area space for a while. So there's
0: she recalls that she's seen it before and, it
1: and it's not in was the right probably place.
0: farther away. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then so you see this like, you know, she stacks all the images together. You right. see a little animation of it. You know, all the other stars in the region she's looking at aren't moving except for that big comet. Right. So yeah. The it's I started I started writing down on my notes as like um like the the oh shit realizations that yeah. she has because yeah. she has multiple of them throughout the movie yeah and this was the first one where she was excited like you know as a scientist as an astronomer to discover something yeah you've discovered something and at that point it's just something you discovered it's not something that you were just like automatically oh shit the world's gonna end
0: right it's, yeah it's a it's a meteor that they're gonna name after her
1: and they did <laughs> <It's> <laughs> comet dibiaski so
0: is it a comet it's Is a, a comet the same as a meteor
1: A comet is a. Isn't the definition of a comet a a a body that's made out of like mainly ice? I
0: have no idea. It has a long tail. Maybe it's like I don't know. Maybe it's like a com. All comets are meteors, but not all meteors are comets.
1: Someone Google that.
0: (laughs) Well, what I love the most in the beginning of the movie is, like you said, the whole like the the look on their face both. Jennifer Lawrence and Leonardo DiCaprio have all of their emotion in their faces. I love when Dr. Randall Mindy, uh, Leonardo's character, he's at the the whiteboard and he's doing the calculations. And the moment he realizes that there will be an impact, like his face just, that you can the, tell. That like, was the
1: second oh shit realization. Yeah.
0: I love movies where the actors are acting with their face. It's similar to like Get Out where it, the scariest part to me was just the look on their faces. So for for me this part really it really made you scared. Like you knew something bad was happening. So I I loved the looks on their faces.
1: Yeah, it was it was very impactful and you can exactly feel what they're feeling
0: yeah and it's just the look on their face these guys are amazing
1: <laughs> well i mean how would you also feel if you were the, the the lead scientist with this new discovery and those calculations you're doing on the whiteboard right. like seemingly by hand like you know he was just like mathing in his head right <laughs> and then he start he basically realizes like uh this is bad yeah so you know the next the next couple scenes are like all about them calling NASA and and trying to get people to pay attention to this or someone else to, like, look at this and be like, hey, we've been looking at this. All the numbers point the right way. We're all going to die. But we need, you know, as actual scientists, we need to get this peer-reviewed. We need to get someone else to verify.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then as they're calling NASA, they, you know, there's other people being brought on. They call Dr. Oglethorpe from the Planetary Defense. And then a thing pops up that says, Planetary, planetary defense is a real, it's a real thing. thing. <laughs> and then it shows their, their seal. Right. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you know it's, it's a real department of the, of the government, you know, it's, it or at least from NASA. So it's, it's really interesting, that whole thing. And then they, they started figuring out like, oh, this is real. Okay. What are we going to start doing? Who do we need to tell? And then you start realizing that the people that were up high in some of the positions were put there by the current administration. And so they're trying to minimize what's happening versus the scientists are more like, no, this is happening. <laughs> we need to tell people. And then <laughs> I think one of the funniest parts of that like whole sequence is that when they realize that they're basically just getting like, shoved around like
0: yeah brushed o- yeah
1: brushed away yeah divioski yeah. who's jennifer lawrence she's like i gotta go high, like <laughs> leave like I, I can't handle this i need, to, I need to That that down. was
0: another moment where the looks on their faces i was like literally writing down their the look on their face it's like they're going to throw up and as i wrote it she threw up
1: yeah and then like after that whole exchange there's a whole bunch of like you know shots of the conversation from like the different people and like what's happening there what happened after she was smoking like just a and big And they're ol- so
0: opposite. When when they're outside waiting the president is inside singing happy birthday to someone.
1: Oh no, that was the that was just the staff singing to the like secretary. Oh. Outside. Okay.
0: <laughs> but it was like complete opposite. Just as serious as these two are the goofballs on the other side <laughs> just don't care.
1: Yeah. Um so yeah they take a they they take a last minute trip to d c to to talk to the president and they take the biggest freaking military plane it's like one of those where like the entire nose of the plane opens up and then it's just two of them so like it's one <laughs> of those like it's just kind of absurdity of what's happening and yeah in the in the White House they get brushed aside again and they're just kind of waiting in the hallway the entire time. I think that was hilarious just like Really showing the, I think the entire movie is this whole like scientists versus leaders, and the kind of opposites, yeah, that they are. <laughs> the way the way uh, DiCaprio kind of plays the the kind of neurotic like scientist, like yeah. he he has like he has medicine for like depression, for anxiety, for rest his leg syndrome for like <laughs> <laughs> he has pills for everything and as he's kind of like getting nervous and stuff while they're waiting to talk to the president he's like oh, I'm gonna pull out my Xanax and then he says I gotta take a quarter of it <laughs> a quarter <laughs> of a little pill and then Jennifer Lawrence just
0: boink, boink,
1: <laughs> it's mine
0: I love Jonah Hill in this <laughs> I think he's so annoying in the way that I love George Costanza from Seinfeld, I love Jonah Hill in this. I think everything he says is just <laughs> brilliantly stupid. I-, I love when he said, like, literally his word was, it's super classified. Just something so stupid. I, I think he was definitely needed here. And I love that he's her son.
1: Yeah, he's, this, he's the chief of staff and the son of the president. And also weirdly talks about his mom as like a smoke show. And like, you know, it's just, <laughs> we all know where that's coming from. But yeah. Yeah. I think he, he nails this kind of like silver spoon, like nepotism yeah. baby, like in the White House. And, yeah. <laughs> and then also like, as once the like meeting concludes, like, like as a kind of jerk move because, you know, they were rushed out from like DC, they're scientists they're not, they don't have time to get dressed, you know, properly to speak to the president or anything like that. Yeah. Like they're just there. So she's in like a jacket and like, you her know, her pants and her boots or yeah. whatever. And, <laughs> and when the meeting's over, he like gives her a little, a little dab and he's like, yeah, thanks for dressing up. <laughs> like, it's just that like perfect amount of asshole. <laughs> oh yeah. And then after this whole thing. We get introduced to Bash. Like it it it's actually Bash Cellular or Bash Technologies is the like it's kinda like the apple in this world, right? And we get introduced to the the CEO, this weird eccentric billionaire. He's like the the third richest person in the entire world. The guy doing one of the, you know, like the the Apple, right? <laughs> Apple events type type thing, you know. And he comes out and does this big old thing about like introducing a brand new product. And as soon as he came out, I remember that when we watched this the first time, I was a little confused because the way he was playing this weird, um, eccentric billionaire mm-hmm. is the exact same way he plays the weird eccentric in Ready
0: Player tech- One. I was going to <laughs> yeah. say that. He plays the same character. He has the same voice, the same look, like the same look on his face. I didn't really like that. It kind of annoyed me that it was like the same character.
1: I I can see what he was doing different because like here it was very much a awkward but also self-absorbed tech billionaire kind of guy. And in ready player one he was he was a he was just an awkward like programmer like game designer like he wasn't like the motivations were completely different you can kind of see it, but the fact that like the the mannerisms and the voice and everything is like pretty much the same yeah. from there yeah like it's it's a very slight difference between those two characters so it it it's just a little too close. <laughs> I mean I, I can see, but I had to kind of like push to see what, what the difference was between. <laughs> between I was those
0: definitely two. annoyed.
1: But yeah, like we get introduced to him just and then you know you kind of see just him being this awkward, also asshole type of billionaire. Like you start seeing the the parade of assholes everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then <laughs> uh right after this uh DiCaprio and and Jennifer Lawrence are are about to go on like a like a afternoon news talk show right and they're in the like green room they're getting ready <laughs> and one of my favorite things is his panic attack like it's just a simple scene It cuts away back to him like in the bathroom having a full-on panic panic <laughs> attack like having trouble breathing but he's by himself and he's just kind of like like the way he—he's this is now or something like
0: that. Like he's like this is now, this is real. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, because you know he's also dealing with the fact that he's about to tell the whole world. Right. Hey, we've got six months left till everything goes to shit, and then this is where I wrote down real the the oh shit realization number four. Once they were on the show, and they keep referring because uh, Jennifer Lawrence's character dibiaski is the the one who discovered the comet it's named after her so it's now comet dibiaski but it's comet dibiaski and now being put in the context of planet killer and then there's another like you said acting with her face and emotions there's another moment of like holy crap like putting those things together now not just between her and the scientists right it's her now putting that or or the host putting it together in the public realm and it's like holy crap.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not just a comment. It's not just any comment now.
1: And then right after that you get into like this very annoyingly accurate social media breakdown of their appearance.
0: Stats?
1: <laughs> yeah. And then they start talking about like, oh, this was trending well. That was trending bad.
0: It um, trended when when she cursed. <laughs> yeah, when, when she
1: cursed, like it became a meme and they're like on all the memes and like they pull out all the memes really quickly. And there's like memes of her being a vampire and like sucking a baby's, va- a ba- baby's blood or, <laughs> like, or the crazy eyes or like all this other stuff. Yet DiCaprio becomes the like. The, the hot like, scientist. The hot scientist.
0: <laughs> and <laughs> he loves it. He's awkward he,
1: about it, but he he's not shying away from
0: it. No, he's not. Yeah, especially he's, with Kate Blanchett's character starting you know. to
1: hit on him, yeah, and and getting the attention of like this, you know, hot and TV host
0: celebrity, celebrity,
1: yeah. and all of that. Memes. Oh, yeah. And so the next big thing that I think we wrote or I wrote down in my notes as the the. The next big thing that happens was, you know, after the memes come out, after the the media frenzy and stuff comes out, they get invited back to the White House to talk to the president. And the president finally goes, we'll admit when we're wrong. <laughs> we were wrong. We You have our full support. But also after digging at them by saying, like, you know, we had our, our people from, you know, the best schools, the best Ivy League schools, because, like, apparently them proving it scientifically and the showing the math just because they were from the university of Michigan. It was like, we had our people from Princeton and Harvard and the other Ivy's <laughs> 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 confirm what they had. And then Jennifer Lawrence called them out on like, so you're backing us because you're, the midterms are coming up and you're trending really poorly. in the, um, Supreme Court nominee you have is tanking, and then Meryl Streep being called out on this like gives her like this death, death face, yeah. the, the, the yeah. look, and then goes, yeah, yeah, that's exactly why. But still, we're behind you. <laughs> <laughs> and then they start talking about how to show the 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 support from the presidential office, from the government, and all of that. And she's like, we need to make this announcement feel like it's very impromptu, and and because it's something that is urgent and then you cut to the press conference that they're having on a battleship on ship. With, <laughs> with fireworks with lighting with flags with like speakers and like like all this other stuff as soon as she was done talking like there was like music blaring like very kind of patriotic like music and then fireworks going off in the background <laughs> very impromptu meeting yes <laughs>
0: And definitely appropriate for the sad news that yes. she <laughs> released.
1: Although they did they did bring out like a pilot who's going to be leading the mission that, you know, they're going to send nukes up to the thing and try to veer it off course or something. And then, you know, fast forward to the actual launch date of like, you know, this is Ameri- the, the humanity's final stand against this comet. And there's big crazy news vans and every all the like news press outlets doing their their call from like what kind of looks like cape canaveral right like the like the thing you would see in any type of space launch or you saw in like Apollo 13 that type of like that setting but there's also the tailgates because of how crazy <laughs> the, the, how because it very much like like the independence day like Rooftop parties that were happening. <laughs> you know, there's the group of yeah. people that are like, hey, we're gonna have fun with this. Yeah. You know? So they were like out there tailgating like it was any type of, you know, Sunday NFL game. <laughs> <laughs> and then as they're getting ready, I think one of one of my favorite lines of this were, you know, everybody's getting ready for this launch. They're in the command center, you know, all the main characters that Meryl Streep, DiCaprio, Lawrence, Jonah Hill, they're all there because they're all part of this whole thing. And then we think this is really where we get uh, that the CEO from Bash Cellular again, mm-hmm. like back into the, the into the story. And you know, he's like head down on his phone and he walks in and then he tells the president that he, you know, needs to talk to her or something or whatever. And so he like pulls her out. <laughs> and every everybody's like, can can he do that? Like who is he? Can he do that? And then Jonas explanation Oh, he's a platinum eagle level donor. <laughs> he can do he he has security clearance for everything now. So he can do whatever he wants.
0: Terrible.
1: <laughs> it's basically, you know, he bought his way through it. <laughs> and then, you know, we launched this impressive like array of you know, a bunch of rockets, basically, you know, seemingly with tons of nukes, and we have Ron Perlman as the crazy cowboy. Racist <laughs> from a different era. He's from a different era. That's what everybody different keeps, generation, different generation. Yeah, that's <laughs> what everybody keeps defending him by. Um, and he's flying up. All the rockets are going up, and then Meryl Streep comes back into the room, and then they abort the entire thing.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness.
1: That's so. And then the real the when you figure out that it's it's really because that CEO was like hey we can make trillions of dollars because there's minerals and stuff if they
0: mine the if comet. they mine
1: it like let's mine it and try to make money off of this
0: for thing. what <laughs> there will be no life left
1: yeah and then you know all the all the kind of sci-fi like you know the 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 drones that are going to like drill and put in explosives and um, break this comment up into pieces when he's like demonstrating all of that. There was, you know, that one little scene just to kind of show the, the idiocy of everything that's happening. Meryl Streep like lights up a cigarette right next to a giant like <laughs> tanker that says flammable in like 12, 12 inch letters. It's in red too. And it's in red. Like it just kind of keeps piling up on the kind of the, the, the stupidness, the idiocy yeah. of of everybody, and then from there on, you know, the last, you know, we get we go through a whole thing of Jennifer Lawrence not being able to say anything because she was, what was the term they kept using? They oh, they got her off the grid. So rewind. Oh. And, you know, after this, there's also, like, a whole thing about Jennifer Lawrence going off the grid. She's not allowed to talk about Batch Cellular and all that stuff. The whole mission failed. And so she's now, like, a cashier, like, at at a kind of like a babmo or like a a drink place. Mm -hmm. And Leo DiCaprio is going on a bunch of, like, still doing the media thing as, like, the the sexy scientist. And... Being part of like, no, we can, we can still do this. We can still do this. And then as soon as this whole bash cellular thing fails, then everybody just devolves.
0: That's when, I mean, there's literally nothing left that can be done. They have, what is that uh, point of, almost like a point of no return? There's just like literally nothing they can do. Yeah. Yeah. So what do they do? They go home for a meal. They go They go shopping. They go grocery shopping to make a nice dinner at home.
1: Oh, we missed a whole section where they basically start like a... So at, at a certain point, the comet becomes visible to the naked eye. Oh, yes. So the comet becomes visible to the naked eye. Jennifer Lawrence and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio call each other. And they're like, I can see it. I can see it. And then there's this whole movement of like... Look up, look up into the sky. Ariana Grande makes or her her character her, her character, concert.
0: Oh my she goodness, she makes a
1: concert about like look up, and uh, I I think I it's kind of funny to see like the montage of like social media and that whole the whole portion of like as they were trying to ramp up like support and pressure to try something else beyond this bash cellular thing. And they're starting the, the look up campaign. And then the opposition starts the don't look up campaign. <laughs> right. And then so you keep hearing, don't look up, don't look up, don't look up. And then.
0: Finally, fine, when it's actually visible.
1: When it's now visible to the point where like you can actually see the tail of the comet, like it's super bright and super big in the sky. At some at one of the presidential rally, rally yeah. yeah. Someone wearing a red hat looks up to the sky, sees it, and is like, hey, they were fucking lying to us. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, come on. It's like the absurdity of it all, but like it's you know it's it's, real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll cut in the then we get to the bash cellular failing and stuff like that. And yeah, they do so the end of the movie, they finally yeah, they do go grocery shopping, like you said, and then they have a meal as a everything. nice,
0: yeah, a really nice like home cooked meal, almost like Thanksgiving. Yeah, um, it's a very somber evening. You know, there's forgiveness and love and friendship in this night because there's like, what, what's the point of any negative feelings? You know, Doctor, Doctor Oglethorpe arrives i don't know why he arrives i don't know how he knows like that they're gathering tonight for a dinner
1: <laughs> i'm i'm sure i'm sure that
0: they invited him yeah <laughs> last minute text are you free tonight for dinner
1: <laughs> are you free tonight for dinner before we all die yeah
0: <laughs> it was oh, I, nice i i like i liked that
1: I, I i thought it was funny throughout the movie that the way jennifer lawrence kept Referencing and knowing what the countdown was was because she was using a diet app. <laughs> like she she input the date and time where the comet's going to hit in her diet app of like counting down the
0: time. What was it counting down to in her diet app? To when her diet was over? I guess so. I didn't catch that. I know I know she had it in the app, and I knew she she knew the exact like down to the second.
1: I'm guessing it's like maybe, I don't know, fasting or like. To some goal. It's just some some goal, goal, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: I like that they, you know, they all sit around the table. They're holding hands. um, And they go around the table saying what they're grateful for. Jennifer Lawrence or Kate Dibioski. She says that she's grateful that we tried. And again, like just in her voice. You know, you can tell she's accepted defeat. You know, this is this is the way it went down. Um, but at the same time, even though she's scared, you can see how brave she is at the same time, you know?
1: Yeah, there's, like you said, there's a very kind of celebratory, somber feeling of that whole thing. But then on, in contrast, you get, you know, the... the the president with oh, also they launched this like bachelor like Hail Mary plan. Mm-hmm. And when they show you the kind of like shot in space, mm-hmm. the comment is like right on top of us. You know, like, <laughs> it doesn't matter if this thing was successful. Like it was way too late. <laughs> and so when that whole thing fails and then uh, the the bachelor CEO gets up and he walks away and so does Meryl Streep. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Joanna Hill gets left back, and he's like, "Oh, she she's coming back. She's,
0: yeah, she's coming back, back right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, she don't don't got to go to the restroom. She's coming back, or you know, whatever he said." <laughs> and like everybody else, freaks out because they're like, "Well, we're all gonna die. I need to go home." And she doesn't real. She she calls DiCaprio while she's like on a plane heading to this like, you know, Noah's Ark type spaceship of, yes, or yes. whatever. And she's like, there's two more spots, you know, for you. And whether it's your wife or Dubiaski or whoever it may be, it's, a your, it's your choice. And then he's like, no, you know, he's having a, a nice time with his family. And that's where he's going to end it. And then he's like, it, you know, and then he he's the one that asks about her son. And she's like, oh, no. <laughs> and then he's just like, by him, lo- by him lonesome, by, rewind. by
0: his lonesome self.
1: And then he's all by himself in that HQ, the 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 command center for yeah. the, the project. Like, she's coming back. She's coming back.
0: <laughs> trying to convince himself. You know, the people in that command center were like, I got to go home. I, I got to go see my husband or I got to go, you know, call my daughter. Like, really? You're going to be able to drive home and see your husband before this thing hits us? It's, <laughs> it's literally going to be here in like 13 minutes.
1: Yeah. And so they... All the, the selected people, the chosen people, get on this Noah's Ark thing where they're like cryo-frozen or whatever BS they threw out there. They launch off into space as the comet hits, destroys the Earth.
0: As the comet destroys the Earth.
1: Yeah. And then they, they just go off. Then you see complete destruction happening, um, you know, on Earth chunks of like actual earth are now floating in the in the sky all of this stuff and then it cuts to like
0: like like 20,000 years later <laughs>
1: yeah 20,000 years later cuz it was set to fly to the nearest goldilocks planet and they land and they're all they all look like the same that from the day they left they've
0: woken up from cryostasis cryo yeah, cryostasis.
1: And they're like, "Oh, it was only uh, um fifty eight percent successful or something." So like, all these people that were there died, but and they still don't care. Yeah, they don't they care still... that
0: half their people just died. Yeah, but this is where we learn what a bronterak is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there was a, there was like a throwaway joke in the middle of the movie where he was like, "Our, our, our batch cellular algorithm." Is so advanced it'll even know when you die, and so she keeps joking like, "Oh, I want to know! I want to know! No, I don't want to! No, I want to know what?" He's like, "You're gonna be eaten by a brontorock." She's like, "What does that mean?" We don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that was so satisfying.
1: Yeah. So that was that was. Don't look up. I mean, it's it was a fun. It's a fun dark comedy about the world ending you can very much see where the the, the comparisons to the whole climate change um, conversations are, um, and especially during the pandemic, during the stuff that was happening during that. So I think it, I think it was great. Um, and one of the things we wanted to do with all of these things is give this movie a rating, but we're not necessarily critics. We're not going to go super deep into like, what the meaning was or anything like that. But we do want to give our own rating scale based on really the topic that we're thinking of. And this is specifically for disaster movies right now. So really, we're going to be rating these movies one to five, holy craps. And (laughs) that really comes (laughs) down to our own personal definitions of really what we expect in a disaster movie. Like we said at the beginning, you know, we... Search for disaster, disaster movies. Found something that we thought would be fun to watch because it came up as part of the search, and then let's see how much of a disaster movie it really is, or what we expected. And so for me, a f- five holy craps would be a disaster movie where, like Armageddon, the world is ending, the 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 planet is being destroyed. And that happens through the entire movie, right? So, Or I'm at think- least
0: the majority of the movie, right? Yeah, at least yeah. the
1: majority of the movie. So with that, I'm thinking I'm going to give this a three holy craps. It's a really great, really great dark comedy, satire, all the themes, the characters are so ridiculous at times. So the movie is great. I like the movie as far as what I was Expecting for a disaster movie, you got it at the very end when like everything was being destroyed. There's a really cool, like, you know, that dinner we were talking about, there's a really mm-hmm. cool like way that the that the slow mo, mm-hmm. like everything's being destroyed around them. But I in a disaster was, movie I want that. Too for quick the entire, and too short. Yeah, right. I wanted that for everything. Yeah. So for me, it's a three.
0: You know, I agree with you. I think this one is a solid three holy craps because you know from the from the beginning when they realize that this is happening that the world is ending in like six months it's yeah it's a holy crap moment right you can see it and so they have that that feeling in their gut like holy crap this is this is gonna happen oh my gosh I'm gonna throw up. Uh, I think you're right I think I could have used more. Earth destruction, <laughs> you know, all the different things that happen to the planet if a comet were to hit it again, right? They, they mentioned that the uh, comet was 5 to 10 kilometers wide, which is equivalent to about 3 to 6 miles. And it was supposed to be bigger than the meteor that... Killed the dinosaurs?
1: Yeah, she she throws it out there as like a line when she's trying to explain it to her boyfriend that this thing is coming. It's huge and that it's a world ender and it's bigger than the one that destroyed the dinosaurs. And then you go off and take <laughs> fact check her. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm pretty sure it's not two times as big as that one. So I don't know for sure if it really would have wiped us out. But I agree with you. It should have had more destruction earlier on in the movie. I think maybe like halfway, I could have seen something, but it is what it is. Overall, a great movie, funny, dark. I liked it.
1: As I've talked about this before, I love movie trivia. So most of the time when we're watching a movie, I at some point have my nose on my in my phone reading the IMDb trivia page about the movie and trying to like, find cool things about it. And then, you know, my nerdy little self is always like showing you like, oh, look
0: about this. Look, that was so cool. (laughs) And I like hearing it.
1: Yeah. So I picked out a couple of things uh, from this movie that I thought were really cool. Um, It was Jonah Hill's idea for his character to carry around a Birkin bag everywhere as he and the filmmakers thought it would be an absurdist touch if the president's chief of staff carried nuclear codes around in a $30,000 bag. So, and the, it wasn't made 100% clear that the big coat, I think, like you were saying.
0: I thought the bag, I honestly, I thought the bag was actually the president's purse. And she just had him carry it around for her like all the time. I didn't even think that it could be, you know, like nuclear codes in there. But I mean, it could be. Yeah. Technically, it could be.
1: It, it could be. And then, I mean. Also, technically, the the chief of staff isn't the one carrying around the actual nuclear football. <laughs> I'm guessing maybe there was something written about this in the script and then it was just cut out for time, you know, to like point out the absurdity of it. But there are like one or two scenes where he's holding this, you know, giant bag and it literally does look just like he's holding the his president's mom's bag. Yeah, his mom's purse. <laughs> Another cool point was early on, President Orlean Meryl Streep mispronounces Dr. Oglethorpe's name that's Dr. Ogilvy, and Ogilvy is the name of the astronomer. in H.G. Wells *The War of the Worlds*, who first spots the launch of the Martian invasion. So, I think it's a cool little, interesting, cool little nod. There's a lot of fun little science jokes in here, or or science nods. Like, very fitting that the astronomers at the beginning they have a little bobblehead of Carl Sagan, who's <laughs> you know just one of the most famous uh, astronomers, and and scientists out there. So the fact that they have a little bobblehead of him uh, in in the observatory is is perfect. And then the one that I found the funniest, which I still have not figured out, I haven't tried it myself yet, but there's a PSA that, that Leonardo DiCaprio does trying to keep people safe and calm. And at the end of that PSA, it's basically they give a phone number to call it's like a government hotline hotline to call and and if you have any any issues or things that you want to work out especially with about this yet when you call the actual number because it's not one of those 555 numbers that you would normally see in a movie so when you call the number it actually reroutes to america's hottest talk line where hot girls are waiting to talk <laughs> i think this. <laughs> i'm is just... sure
0: that'll calm down a lot of people <laughs> <laughs>
1: So I thought those were funny. There was a bunch of other stuff on IMDb. And I I think these were the the funniest um, parts of out of out of all that. And then our last section here is our drinking game. Every movie can be turned into a drinking game. And our three rules apply to every single one. Doesn't matter if it's 101 Dalmatians or John Wick. The base rules for any movie is when someone says the title of the movie... When a character throws their gun after using all of their bullets or the Willem scream, you know which scream we're talking about. It's the one that's all over Star Wars. You've heard the scream. This is standard for all movies. And so what did we end up getting with this? From a rating of sober, buzzed, and hammered, this movie gets you buzzed. And it's mainly because two-thirds into the movie, when they start doing this whole don't look up, look up campaign social media warfare kind of thing going back and forth lots and lots of characters are saying don't look up they're chanting don't look up So if you're drinking at each one of those
0: i even drank when like they had a hat that said don't look up
1: (laughs) (laughs) so you might not be drinking throughout the entire movie as part of the drinking game but once you get about two thirds into the movie, you're going to start throwing back a bunch of those drinks because and and really fast in succession because it's going to happen. There's going to be bursts of like, don't look up, don't look up chanting. There's people that are, you know, using the don't look up campaign, basically. So, yeah, it gets you buzzed. It gets you <laughs> nice and buzzed, especially if you're having wine at the end of it.
0: We were already having wine. So yeah, that I think that's partly why I got buzzed.
1: But I mean, those were a lot of drinks. Yeah. Really, really
0: fast. So that's a wrap on our Don't Look Up review. Catch us on Instagram to find out the next movie for our topic, Disaster Movies.
1: Goodbye, everyone. Happy streaming.
0: Happy streaming, everyone.